Hey, this is Brenna Blaine, and you're listening to Can I Say That? Hey everyone, this is Austin, and this week on the show we have Lauren Bowen talking about explicit language and otherwise how we use certain words. Um, And one of the things I really liked that she talked about was who she uses certain language around, and otherwise the discernment involved with that, and it uh, really made me think a number of different things in scripture, but uh, first would be in Romans uh, chapter 14, where it talks about don't be a stumbling block or a Mm. hindrance to... um, a brother and how we so often in our walk, uh, at least as us in modern America and otherwise the West, we have a very, uh, kind of egocentric, uh, I don't want to use the word self-centered, but Mm. kind of a individual, um, perspective or. Yeah. Like this is right for me. Therefore. yeah. Yeah. And so we, are kind of like, oh, it's all right for me to do this, and this is me, so I'm going to do this. And we, I think, so often forget about that our actions, whether we want to or not, our actions affect those mm. around us. And um, having a perspective of, uh, I mean, even a better way of putting it is in First uh, Corinthians when uh, Paul says, you know, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Mm. And that just because I can use certain language doesn't mean it's it's, it's going to be good for those around me. Mm. Um, uh, I think it's something that I don't often think about in, in terms of language, but is a really good point that she, that you guys have a discussion about yeah. in, within there. Yeah. And it's interesting that you bring up discernment too. I was having a conversation with a student the other day and they're asking, you know, do you think there are things that some people can do and it's not a sin for them, um, but that other people do and it is a sin for them? And I think this is one of those things where it's like, maybe if you're convicted, like God convicts me not to drink. Like for me personally, I believe if I were to engage in drinking, it would be a sin for me because I I feel very clearly that God has said, hey, this is not something that I have for you. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a lot of black and white things in scripture, certainly like, you know, don't murder someone. Okay. That's pretty clear. Uh, but there's also a lot of gray area in scripture. And I think, uh, something I always come back to is that God made all of us unique. And so part of that is we each have a fairly unique set of strengths and weaknesses. Mm. Um, and part of that also means each of us have different struggles in our life and different things that I think we're called to watch closely and, and abstain from doing. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe an example from my own life. I love music. I went to school for music. Uh, part of that is that I am affected pretty easily, my mood-wise and my disposition by music, which isn't unique to me, but it, it's true about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, uh, I can think of certain bands that I really like and enjoy to listen to, but... I know when I listen to it that I always get kind of a not great disposition Mm -hmm. and a not good mood and very gloomy outlook. Mm -hmm. And so I felt convicted to stop listening to that music. Is it a sin for you to listen to that music? No. Is it innately sinful for anyone to listen to these bands or this music? No. But I I know the way I am Mm -hmm. and the conviction in my heart is that I'm not supposed to listen to that music and so I don't anymore. Yeah. 
so I think language also falls in this, that it's, there is maybe certain language that is not right for anyone to use, maybe like racial slurs, like that's mm-hmm. not, not, no one should be using that language, but there is also a lot of gray area language mm. that's maybe unclear that you might be able to argue is sin for some people, but is maybe not for other. Um, and so I think there there is a lot of discernment required in there. Mm-hmm. But before we jump into the this week's interview, you have a really cool, unique uh, relationship with Lauren. And I just wanted you to tell us about that. Yeah, so, I mean, the other day you and I were talking about consistency and, and how important and impactful that is. And you and I have both had a lot of leaders that we've served with, but who have also led us and have since then either maybe walked away from God or maybe um, have just fallen into this lukewarm relationship with him. And it's very rare that you see people actually consistently chase after God, um, but also have consistent ministry. And so um, I met Lauren 10 years ago. She was the age that I am now, and she also had a nine-month-old baby at the time. And if you know my story or my testimony, you know that 10 years ago was the start of a lot of rough stuff for me. And so for me to sit here now and to look back on the last 10 years of my life and all the big moments that happened and all the rough things that happened um, and to see my family, yes, but to also see Lauren, who is not obligated by blood or family, but that she has consistently been there for me and I hate quotes because I think they're really cheesy, but Isaac Newton says, if I have seen further, it is because of um, basically I the, the shoulders of the giants that I've been standing on. And for me, there's two giants in my life aside from my parents, and that's our friend John Siebert and then also Lauren. And I think any grace or kindness that people have seen maybe develop in my life has been a huge product of what Lauren has poured into me uh, through her relationship with Christ. And so this conversation is is funny. It's a little bit more casual than any uh, conversation you've heard on the podcast uh, so far, but it is because this is one of the dearest people in my life. Mm. And um, we have <laughs> a very uh, close and, and funny relationship. And so... Fair warning, I the words we choose to use uh, on the show today, I would put in the category of PG-13. They are not in the context of a PG-13 movie. No. But if you're listening with your family and you have kids with you that haven't heard those words yet and you don't want to explain them, maybe listen to this at a different time. Um, but again, we are talking about Jesus and we are talking about explicit language. But it's not in the context of, like, the Western culture pursuing, uh, trying to be relevant. It's in the context of us trying to pursue a relationship with Christ. So, I hope you enjoy our feature on Dutch Bros and, and explicit language. Gloriously talented and young. I'm keeping that in. You have I'm your glad keys. I pressed <laughs> record. Um, 
This is the most formal conversation I've ever had with you. Mm, that's kind but of this is how I feel. The episode <laughs> of Parks and Rec when <laughs> Leslie's like, do my hair this way, and then she wears like a suit. Yes. And goes with Anne. That's how I feel. <laughs> how formal this it's is. This is really... Yeah. No, that makes sense. It is pretty formal. I also feel like in the odd like role reversal, I feel like I'm supposed to just start... Like, telling you my entire life story. So when I was young... No, I'm just kidding. But doesn't it feel like that? I don't know. It feels like counseling. Yeah, it does. Can so, you pay me $90 before I leave? $90 for, like, five minutes. Oh. Um, You're cheap. I get a good rate, then. Oh, I feel... Is that what you pay? Everyone go see my counselor. <laughs> That's literally what I pay out I'll of pocket. her here. She's not... She doesn't have her license, actually. It's all a lie. <laughs> I'm like, it's weird that I sit on a garbage can. Therapyandvans.com. There we go. <laughs> so, hello, everyone. Um, Hi. This is Lauren. Hello. I've known Lauren for 10 years. It's getting longer and the more I get older. Yeah, like 10 years ago, my mom was like, I am training this lady. She has a baby. Can you come hold her baby? Mm-hmm. And then I attached myself to Lauren. And she was perfect. like, I guess I'll take you to coffee, but I hate Dutch bros. I've since we've come so, right, around. But I have not. I've, I we've flipped. Role reversal. I only like their mochas. And they make me feel terrible, but it's like... Rah. Oh, in high school, we'd always be like, it tastes like nicotine. <laughs> We're experiencing the world through Dutch Bros. That's fair. Yeah. What do you think about their um, their straw class system? I've been hit on quite a lot. Oh, but then I've also got a lot of blue straws, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what this means. This makes me feel uncomfortable. I went through, like, every day of dress week, mm-hmm. and, like, it was awful because some days I wouldn't have on makeup, and they'd be all, here you go, green straw. And then, like, opening night, they're all three pink straws, and you're all, son of a gun. What does it's this mean? <laughs> it exists. One time I made a vine. This is great because we're talking about profanity. Yeah, okay, great. One time I made a vine with my friends, and I was like, I got a pink straw, Dutch Bros wants to have sex with me, and then, like, all of my friends commented, my mom heard that, and I was like, I am banned from youth group, Mm -hmm. I'm going to hell. As I was thinking about this topic, I thought about the phrase that I feel like if your audience is mostly... I would say people who've grown up in the church or, like, grown up in the faith. Mm -hmm. Like, I bet they have at some point thought the phrase, like, oh, man, I thought they loved Jesus. And so probably, like, after watching your vine, they're like, I thought Brenna loved Jesus. You're like, "Mm, sin and Jesus, not mutually exclusive. It's an interesting thing to think about. (laughs) Now I'm like... Right, but I bet like I have thought that, or like something, somebody will say something, and you're like, oh man, I thought they, I thought they loved Jesus. But then I was even thinking about unless they like literally said to my face, unless it was Marty Sampson or Josh Harris. But I okay, so I was thinking about that because of Josh Harris, and I was like, I don't believe it. I believe you do love Jesus, and I believe that this is wrecking you, and this is. A response Hmm. to your... I don't know. I have a lot of theories there. Okay, we'll do an underground (laughs) podcast. Okay. Lauren's conspiracy theories about Christian culture. We're calling it van therapy. 
Uh, tell me about your relationship to language. But that's such a weird and formal question. But no, you know no, what right. I mean. Yeah. To language and how that was influenced by growing up in the church. Totally. So my mom was a children's pastor. Mm-hmm. I say that not because I feel like she was more um, staunch or anything than like normal Christian households would be, but just to like, she was in ministry. So we grew up under the umbrella of her being in ministry. Um, so language was definitely like bad language was definitely not permitted mm. in our households. Um, even to the extent of we couldn't say G's. Because, you know, it's like Jesus. And for sure not OMG. I won't even. I can't. That was a thing? Mm-hmm. In the No, no, no. 90s? Not OMG. Hey, oh, calm down. Sorry. But, like, what it stands for. Okay, say, oh okay, God. okay. Yeah. So, but that obviously came. I have this, like, amazing story of my grandma when we were, like, growing up. My cousin said it in a different room and she heard her and she just yelled across the house you better be praying and I was like oh ah like it was so funny because I was like she better be but also like something ah that makes me feel so uncomfortable so no language was um I, I would say it's like probably this very similar like standard for what a Christian household is mm. today no swearing no, and actually, I said the the A word in front of my mom when I was buying my wedding dress. And to this day, there is there's some deep regret in that story. <laughs> I cried in mm. front of David's bridal. That's a great place to cry. I'm sure I'm not the first. Was this in California? No, no, it was up this here. Was here. But the worst is that it was directed at her mm. out of anger. Oh. Um. I was like, you are being... And then... And mm-hmm. just immediately broke down in tears. I was like, I'm so sorry. And You're ashamed. like when I look at Rudy and say, no. Yeah. And then he just bursts into tears. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So was there, did you and your siblings or you and your friends have this like understanding where you're like, we don't cuss at home, but mm, that's a good sleepovers, question. I don't know. I... Emma six on the Enneagram. <laughs> so I basically believed that my parents were everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if I did something that wasn't in line with their parenting out and about, they were going to hear it. Like yeah. if I cussed, they for sure were finding out somehow. Mm-hmm. And then I would break their hearts. So I didn't. So you didn't have this like double I standard. I did not have a double standard. Okay. Because I was terrified of <laughs> of life because I was like 11 but you know what I mean like yeah no, when no, you're I like just... no Target has video cameras somehow my parents will find it online for sure see that I said this for sure do they have online back then um sometimes do they have Target they we I mean Mervyn's kind of phased out Target phased in but you didn't like buy clothes yet at Target that was okay and I'm not trying to date you mm-hmm. or age you, but this was just like, this was 10 years yeah. before I was functioning. No, that's So it's fair. interesting to me. We would park our covered wagons, okay, and then we would go. get out and go into Mervyn's. You would dodge the dinosaurs <laughs> yes, as exactly. you ran into the store. Okay. I think this is a really broad question, but I am really curious about your answer. So do you think our words as Christians matter? Like, what we say... Mm-hmm. 
And what was a moment in time or life when you realized, oh, shoot, like, our words really do matter? Words matter. Yeah. Um, yes, I think they absolutely matter. And I think as Christians, we focus on profanity probably more so as a way that they matter. But if I'm being honest, I think it's probably out of a little bit of a legalism. Mm-hmm. So I don't say these words, so I'm okay. It makes me feel okay mm-hmm. and safe and kind of in control of my faith and my relationship yeah. with the Lord. So I would say that we're like, those are the words that matter. But honestly, the times that I can think of and pinpoint where I'm like, that really impacted me. What somebody said to me had nothing to do mm-hmm. with like profane language. Um, one thing was positive, and I remember like somebody pulling me aside, eighth grade year of... Uh, camp summer camp and she like prayed over me and then she just whispered in my ear uh the lord is going to use you to do great things Mm. and i remember being like i what no ah Mm. and like i remember it i remember where we were at Mm -hmm. like even just now i'm all i remember how i feel because i still feel it and that has been something that i've taken back to the lord like numerous Mm -hmm. times that phrase Mm -hmm. like those set of words and then i can obviously tell you all of the negative attributes that like people have attributed to me over Mm. the years like oh you're really loud Mm. or oh you're just kind of like brash if you could just be like less of yourself Mm. like those words Mm -hmm. where you're like that stuck with me like that actually stuck more than a time where I like heard somebody cuss somebody out you know what I mean that's interesting I know I have a handful of close friends curse like sailors Mm -hmm. and then I have other friends who don't right but struggle with gossip Mm. we'll say that Mm -hmm. or just can be really destructive with yeah how they talk about other people um to me I look at my friends who swear and I'm like that doesn't offend me or affect my Mm -hmm. faith but my friends are like, I love the Lord, and then don't love their brothers well. Yeah. Sorry, brothers or sisters. It's inclusive. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. the ESV. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Good one. Uh, like, that seems more damaging to me. And so, do you feel like we're able to say, like, definitive statements, like, swearing in this way is not harmful, whereas mm-hmm. talking like this is, or not, like... I don't know. I What's don't, your take on that? Yeah, no, that's good. I don't think you can make it in like a either or because we live in a culture, a Christian culture, where swearing is not widely acceptable. Mm-hmm. That would be offensive. So just in the same way that I'm caring for people by how I talk to them, talk mm-hmm. about them when they're not around, I also need to be caring for them and how I talk to, to them. them. So for some people... Like, when you're around people who are swearing or using Mm -hmm. profanity, whatever that looks like, and it doesn't bother you, then it's a, like, it's a moo point. It's like a cow's opinion. Mm. Friends reference. Um, No, but just kidding. It's like, it's, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But if you were around somebody who you knew that that deeply affected, then at the same, like, in the same way, I think that could be just as damaging as talking and gossiping around that person or about that person. Okay, so... You're all darn it. I wanted to cuss. I remember you saying, like, a long time ago, mm-hmm. I th- we were talking about language. Mm-hmm. You were talking to someone who was a non-Christian. Mm-hmm. I think maybe 
cursed. Yeah. And for them, it was like when they heard you, they were able to like let their guard down because then they didn't feel like I think people are like, oh, you're a Christian who are not Christians and they get really nervous. Mm-hmm. And then when you use like a certain type of language like that actually bridged a gap totally. for you too. I guess I think when I was young growing up, I, I thought this was a super black and white um, topic mm-hmm. and it really drove me crazy when I would hear my leaders not cuss at church and then hear them cuss when we were hanging out afterwards right. or at someone's house but then I see examples like that where there are people who are like I'm totally not into Christianity and then they hear someone talk like they talk and mm-hmm. then they're like wait, wait you love Jesus like and I thought you loved Jesus yeah no yeah. for sure I think um But I feel in my experience, most of the time when people know that I am a believer and then they use bad language around me and I'm just calling it bad language or profanity for the sake of, I think we all understand Mm -hmm. like what that umbrella on top is, if that makes sense. But they'll use like language around me and then they'll immediately be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't, it's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. I'm not offended. And yeah. they're like, oh, I know, but like, I know that like you like go to church and stuff and you're like, it, it is literally okay. And in those moments you just have this like opportunity to like, I don't know, to enter into somebody else's perspective on culture and to be like, they're inviting you into like how they talk and mm-hmm. how they think and how they process. And so to sit there and get hung up on like one word, mm-hmm. you're not really focusing on like the intent of what they're saying mm-hmm. or the conversation. And in the same way, like you said, like it can kind of take down those barriers because I there are words that I use mostly because I think they're hilarious. But like to make a, a point or something like that and then people are like, oh, I didn't. But that's where that like freedom comes in. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful because if it's someone who's like, I didn't know that we could cuss, and now yeah. I'm cursed like a sailor, and you're all, well, you have to, you know, yeah. it's like tempered. I don't yeah. know how to explain it. I, well, we're working it out. Yeah. We're flushing it out. Right They're now. like, I did not know that the bye-bye birdie set was bitching. <sighs> Which I looked up. This is, I feel comfortable origin. saying that on I, here. I thought it just meant, I, I mean, in our context, mm-hmm. it means awesome. And when she says our context, you guys, she's from California. Yeah. And I took a poll on my Instagram, and a lot of the people from California (laughs) were like, this is fine. And then a lot of people from other places were like, "Eh, I don't know. Yeah. The way you use it, you would never use it to insult anyone. No. Like, you'd be like, you don't know how to cuss. Right. If someone said that. You're right. Like, oh, you're yeah. misunderstood. Yeah. It's like in par with like, oh, man, this set looks so righteous. Oh, I all. was scared about what you're about to oh, say. Oh, no. like, no. I don't know what censored. No. Okay. But okay. I mean, it's just like, I picture like a 70-year-old surfer. 70-year-old? Yeah, just like an old dude being like, man, like somebody who's surfed a long time. Oh, to me, I'm like somewhat 40. Long time. It's like the cold, like. (laughs) (laughs) And this podcast is over. You can catch me on Therapy and Vans next week on Tuesday. If you see a van lurking outside your house, it's actually just Lauren (laughs) trying to make some money. $90. We've already touched on this a little bit. Yeah. But. Do you think the Bible actually dictates what we say? Like, is it black and white or is it not? Because 
Mm. I had to bring up this thing through school, but also through lots of articles and whatnot. Like I said, I grew up and I thought, every it's black and white, you don't cuss. If you cuss, you get in trouble. Sometimes you can cuss with your siblings and then they might write you out. I don't really know. Hashtag yeah. at my siblings. Um, <laughs> and then I was like reading this thing and it was like, and I wish I knew the reference because that would be smart. I'll put it somewhere. But it was like if we literally translated the Bible, like this specific mm-hmm, phrase that mm-hmm, Paul says, mm-hmm. Like, instead of him saying, like, all this is trash, he would say, all this is yeah the S word. Yeah. That w- would be what it... Literally, Like, yeah. the heaviness of that word. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh, mm-hmm. Paul's... Paul right. has humor. And he's cussing. And, oh, Paul. So then I was like, well, like, if Paul can say stuff like that, like, the way he says it is not towards anyone. But we would, I... So that's my advocate, question. I would say, but we would just say, well, Paul is converted. He didn't know any better. He had a rough life. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. So if you look at Ephesians mm-hmm. 4.29, always. Do not let, I mean, I think everybody say it together. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is useful for building each other up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Huzzah. We're like, unwholesome talk, mm-hmm. obviously cussing. But if you look at the entirety of A, that book, or B, that chapter, it's not where Paul's going to a specific church to address specific problems. Mm-hmm. Like, before in his letters, he's like, hey, you guys are doing this. Knock it off. Like the woman one. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> Our heads are covered, P.S., for reference. Yeah, right now. Yeah, they are right now. But um, we're... The rest of us is naked. (laughs) Because it didn't say anything about that. (laughs) Oh, so good. Um, It would be so damaging. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you look at the entirety of that chapter and then what he goes into in chapter 5, it's literally talking about being imitators of Christ. Mm -hmm. Like, every single thing is, like, in your actions, imitate Christ. Um. So in that, I think we say, no unwholesome talk, check. Again, I think that's where that, like, legalism comes in. Mm -hmm. I'm hitting the nail on the head. I haven't said any curse words. But what he's actually saying is, like, literally, like, don't gossip. Don't Mm -hmm. talk bad about each other. And Matt was saying, my husband, who's a pastor, who also has a degree in theology. So I'm educated in sitting under (laughs) the teachings of a male. He was saying, like, it's... It's not about swear words. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. And and we're missing the point if we make it about that. Yeah. It's about being imitators of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, like, what does that look like? And then there's two other references in Scripture. Matthew 12, 34. Mm-hmm. You brood of vipers, how can you, um, who are evil, say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Mm-hmm. Or Luke 6.45, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. There's like a, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth Mm. speaks. And so you're thinking about that in terms of profanity, and you're like, well, clearly, like, your your heart's racked with sin if you're saying swear words. But it's like, it goes back to that earlier 
point that you made. And it's like, are we not as concerned then mm-hmm. with the girl who's talking terribly about other girls or the guy who's always putting other people down mm-hmm. or, you know, just... Mm-hmm. That's really... Those verses are really convicting. Always. I need to read my Bible. <sighs> Hashtag. Me too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Different movement. Um, but I think, like, I am more concerned, especially with my personality. If you don't know me, I'm sarcastic. I'm, like, constantly joking. Like, that's just who I am. So very rarely is, like, profanity coming out of my mouth because I'm anger and mm-hmm. angry. And, like, literally is it, like, ever, di- never mm-hmm. directed at anybody. But I'm more concerned with when I am angry and I, like, just say whatever's coming out of my heart Hmm. to Matt about someone else. Mm -hmm. And he's like, whoa, temper that. And I'm like, that's how I feel. (laughs) I'm like, that's just as damaging. If not more so. If not more. If we look at parables and just the way Jesus teaches, they're always like, answer this question. And he's all, great, I'll tell you a story. Because he's not prescriptive Mm. about certain things. For a reason. Because it's not really the do and do. Like, okay. Like, if you were like, oh, man, I really want pancakes. Mm-hmm. And Austin comes in and he's like, here, I made you these pancakes. And he was, like, irritated about it. You wouldn't be like, well, I told him to make me pancakes. He made me pancakes. I feel super loved right now. You'd be bummed because yeah. you'd be like, the intention behind that was terrible and Mm -hmm. you just wanted to do what I asked you to do but you didn't do it in love or with like a good motivation and so I think Jesus does that and we see that time and time again like in his teaching in the parables is he's like I'm not gonna tell you Mm. because when you're in relationship with me you'll do things out of a love and out of like a reciprocal relationship that we're involved in. And so your intentions, again, Ephesians 4, imitations, like imitators of Christ, mm-hmm. like your intentions will be aligned rightly. Mm-hmm. And so does that make sense? It does. And it's like the most, when you think about it, you're like, ah, <laughs> why do you have to be so great? Right. You know? Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm like, ha, 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 all you legalists. But then I'm like, oh, that's Uh, evil coming out of my heart. And also I am legal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a legalist in so many different ways. (laughs) I mean, just as like a means of control. Yes. Like, when we do that. So it's like, if you're looking at profanity and you're like, this is a hard and fast no for me. Mm -hmm. Then that, I would not say like... That's the worst stance ever to take. I'd be like, okay, like we don't swear around our kids. Mm-hmm. We ask our kids not to swear. Like this is still a part like of our, our like the culture in our mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. and the culture that we live in. But I would ask myself like, but why do I believe that? Mm. And is there something that I'm trying to control in my relationship with Christ or something that I'm trying to like feel better about yeah. by holding this hard line? Yeah. But we need to do that with, like, all areas. Okay, when you're raising kids, mm-hmm. when they when they get older, like, Penny's in middle school now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would you allow your kids, if they're like, this is how I want to talk now? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, even though I think, even at my age, I'm like, I don't fully understand the weight of everything that I say. Right. But if they're like, I have a handle on what words are okay and not okay, and I kind of, I want to choose to talk this way, would you let them talk how they want to talk in your house or would you 
do you guys have hard and fast rules? That's great. We haven't super run into that. We have borrowed from a friend who has taught that language isn't like morally good or bad, but it's like respectful or disrespectful. Mm. And it's also based on, again, like the contents of like your heart and why Mm. you're saying it. So I would say that I would appeal to them to use different language because I don't feel like they're in a phase of life where that's respectful and communicating love to like Mm -hmm. their peers or their people around Mm -hmm. them. Like, I don't think it's loving or respectful if Penny uses profanity in front of her teachers. I don't think it's loving or respectful if Penny is using profanity around her peers because, again, it goes back to we don't know how to best love Mm -hmm. the people around around us. Because we don't know where they're at. We don't know where they're at. (laughs) But we have to be careful of what our actions give license to. Mm -hmm. So with Matt, with friends with people that I feel safe with mm-hmm. I'm like then I feel more free to like be bitchin bitch <laughs> colorful colorful language no yeah. just kidding but there are still some things too I would say that like culturally across the board are mm-hmm. just like whether no. Christian or like whatever yeah. you're like yeah 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 and that's interesting. Just I was on the phone with my mom. She's going to hate me after this podcast. Mm, okay. And sad. but she said something about his big A sunglasses. <laughs> and I was like And like to me I'm like that's see that's not disrespectful for her no. to say that to me. Like no. that's super funny and to have that yeah. conversation. But you know, and like my sister has a little bit of a mouth on her. I think she's fine with me saying that. Um mm-hmm. but she won't use it at work. Yeah. She won't use it. You know, why did I just say, you know? I'm not from the Midwest. Bless your heart. <laughs> I think, though, the question that I know that most people are countering with right now mm. in their minds is if you can control when you use it, then why use it at all? Yeah. Oh, you mean like people who are like Opposed. on the side of not cussing? When I'm I grew scared. up, <laughs> the culture in high school, mm. and I don't know if it's still this way, but was to call other girls whores. Like, ugh, such a whore. Can I say that? Can yeah. Say that? Well, that's the name of the podcast, so. <laughs> you whore? No, can, can I say that? <laughs> yeah, I'm changing my podcast name to You Whore, and people are going to be like, I love this Christian podcast. Go look it up. Oh, what's it called? You Whore. And then they're like, I can't even finish this conversation. I have to leave. <laughs> That wraps it up for today. There you go. Uh, well, well, I thought you meant like... I'm done. I thought you meant like the episode name. Not like... Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Anyways, I was thinking about how damaging that is mm-hmm. to just have a group of girls who thinks that it's like totally appropriate to just... And not even like bad an eye. Mm. Like I think that if we had have been in somebody's living room and I had said like you're being such a whore like their parents would have been like hey and that would have been the extent of it Mm -hmm. but had I have stubbed my toe and said oh damn it that would have been the end of it Mm. so I actually looked up the meanings (laughs) of these words because I'm not gonna lie I'm a fan of the d word um and one is literally to condemn something to hell Mm. That's what damn it means. Mm-hmm. And I feel that it's appropriate when you stub your toe 
to send the corner of whatever you step to your <laughs> to hell. Like that is where yes. that deserves to go. Yeah. The corner of my entertainment center, straight to hell. A whore though, literally in the definition says often offensive. Mm. Like this is often something we use as an offensive word. Compromise principles for personal gain. Mm. So it's like, I can condemn something to hell, which I believe is actually a very real reality Mm -hmm. for things to be condemned to hell. Or I can tell somebody that they are compromising their principles and then like for personal gain. Mm. And I mean it offensively. Mm. And we have a problem with one and not the other. Mm. And so I think that's really, that's when I'm like, we need to, we need to figure out what our motivations are. Yeah. That's really good. So I should stop saying bastard, probably. Uh, I, I, I also love one that one. That I feel like is because you're from California, so you feel so like probably, it's fine, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, it's a word. It literally has like a a meaning. Yeah. A, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's some things where you're like, that's just crude and unnecessary, mm-hmm. and other things you're like, literally, if I said the a word. Mm-hmm. Why is that offensive? So then, like, I guess my last question is, do you consider it being two-faced if people use certain language with with some people and then different language with other people? Mm. I, the thing that I kept thinking about in regards to this is, would you say the same, like, would you say it was two-faced if people drank around some people and didn't drink around others? No, I don't think so. Right. Because I think you're exercising your knowledge of what they struggle and do not struggle with. Totally. And there have been situations where I'm like this, uh, like on the drinking side of thing, where I'm like, this is not an appropriate or like safe environment. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to exercise like my freedom Mm -hmm. (laughs) to not participate. And that being said, I don't think it is two-faced to use some language around others than you would. And I say this as a parent, but I'm speaking mostly to people who, if if I'm being honest, I'm speaking mostly to people who are high schoolers and over. Mm-hmm. Because there is just, again, that, like, respect piece. Like, middle schoolers, don't go to your school and act one way. And you need to, like, be consistent in your character. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. That being said, the short answer is no. But I think it's because we're exercising discernment Mm -hmm. and using wisdom and like who we're speaking with and how it comes across and what the context is and where we're at. Mm -hmm. Just like I think we use discernment in the topics that we bring up Mm -hmm. and the way we talk about certain things and the way like, like sex, sex, politics. Ooh, like, (laughs) no, I'm serious. No, I think both are great. I mean, sometimes I think even as women, like, knowing when to bring up certain things about... If I'm standing in a group of women who have had a really hard time conceiving, Mm. it's maybe not the most appropriate time for me to talk about how I don't want any more kids and Mm. I'm so pumped that all my pregnancies were easy and, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, it's just... It's context. Mm -hmm. Kind of like... Paul's letters. (laughs) Glad we got that one in there. there yeah, go. but no, seriously. It's all context. Mm. And that's why I would say that there is this, there's a Christian context for language and there's a cultural context for language. But then I would say that there are some that span mm-hmm. 
both sides. Yeah. No one wants to hear a fifth grader say the F word. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, I mean, no. really, no one does. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a thing. Yeah. So that's not only appropriate in our Christian context, mm-hmm. but in our cultural yeah. context. So. Okay, before we go, biggest takeaway working with youth and mm-hmm. language. Don't let it distract from... If you are somebody who's working with youth, I would say don't let language distract from what they're trying to get across. Mm. Because they might be in a place where that's the best way they know how to communicate what they're feeling and thinking. And though we would want something different from them and we'd maybe want them to use different words to describe it, like, Mm -hmm. don't get hung up on that. So... Don't stop a kid in his tracks who's sharing his heart and happens to say a few expletives mm. and say, like, oh, can we not? Like, just listen to him all the way through and understand that it's overflowing from yeah. his heart. Yeah. So hear the heart mm. rather than the words. Well, thank you. Mm. for Wait. <laughs> listen, I've already been made fun of for being like Kermit the Frog. So. <laughs> Kermit the Frog. Mm. Thank you for letting me crash at your house and for mm-hmm. talking to us about cussing, for even cussing a little bit. Oh, yes. So we have a little spice in yeah. our... In our daily lives. I yeah. I don't know. Do you want to plug yourself for your For my van therapy? Uh, no. Oh, Matt Bone's like, I need... Oh, shoot. Maybe now you can Google him. <laughs> He's like, maybe don't tell people when we go to church. We go to Westside. Hey. Some of you. Um, I can get West, this out Some too. of you. Um, no, one thing that I was going to say that Matt, again, my husband and I were talking about, is like it's so, so, so important to ask all of these questions. Mm. Um, and there are things that the Bible and Scripture is obviously very like authoritative on and very black and white on. Mm. But I would say when you're asking these questions, try super hard to not get really hung up on the answers. Mm, that's good. Really, it's just about a relationship with Jesus. Great. At Next topic. Women in Ministry dun, dun, by dun. Matt Bowen. At Summit At summitview.com. <laughs> oh. Okay. You just lost the last 15 minutes of your podcast. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard or want to know more about our podcast, I want to invite you to follow us on Instagram at Can I Say That? That's where you can find what our next topic is going to be, who's speaking, and a lot more about them. We also invite you as an audience member to be a more active part of this conversation by participating in polls, answering questions, and even sending in comments and messages. Fair warning though, some of them can be kind of frustrating, but please don't let that keep you from engaging, learning, and pressing in. After all, that is what the show is about. Asking Christians hard questions. So please come and join us.